From the House of Foxes, it's Our Voices, one chapter told week by week. I am Bhavish Pitter. Chapter 11 Seven Days After the Terrorist Attack Early Sunday morning, it was still dark. I heard a sound outside my door and went back to sleep ignoring the sound. Suddenly, I woke up with a loud bang. Many men came rushing inside our house and stood surrounding us. Their faces were covered. They had guns, big guns. I could only see the light from the torch they had held. I was trying to get up while the others were screaming at us to stay down and not to move. We obeyed. We stayed down. They put a bed sheet on my face. They covered me so that I could not see what was going around. But I realized they were dragging me around. I could hear Farhad scream and being dragged away. I remember Farhad was only wearing his pajama and the t-shirt. We all were unaware of things were happening around me. We all kept screaming. We did not know what was happening around us. We all kept screaming. I heard Yasmin, Zain and Kasra. Their voices echoed in my ears, but I did not know what was happening. We were tied and kept bound in our sheets. Our heads were held down against the ground, covered by the sheets. Our neighbors had woken up with our screams and all that noise. Maybe they were standing outside our house. But nobody came inside to help us. I did not understand what was happening. And I did not understand why it was happening. The whole moment felt like a lifetime. But within 20 minutes, it was over. The men in the mask left while we were still lying on the floor with our hands tied and bed sheets on our faces. We all were crying and happy to be together. But Kasra and Farhad were missing. They were taken by those masked men. As soon as the cars left, the neighbors came rushing in and rescued us they removed the sheets from our head and freed our hands that's when they told us it was the fbi who had taken kasra 
and Farhad in a black van and that's why they did not come inside to help us we had no idea what was going around we had no where to go immediately yasmin dial 911 to report that kasra and farhad were missing she immediately called victor junior to let him know what had just happened to us he quickly came and we all went to the police station to report what had happened to us just few moments ago the police station was not far away from where we lived we were waiting in the waiting area till they took us inside to understand what we were complaining about we were scared and clueless the woman at the police station told us to go home and sleep and she will let us know if they have any information about kasra and farhad and it was beyond her jurisdiction because fbi had taken them it was morning now since we were waiting in the waiting area even though the police officer asked us to go home we did not want to go home without farhad and kasra all of us were waiting there we had not eaten nor drank a sip of water i was getting thirsty and worried at the same time i walked up to the water fountain in the police station to get glasses of water for all of us that's where i saw sara my little sister a little girl was sitting on a bench next to the water fountain i had almost forgotten that i had not seen sara in a long long time and back in my mind and in my heart i knew she was alive somewhere and i had found her today so i started to talk her and with her in kurdish but she looked scared and ran away she ran up to a woman and that's when i realized she was not my little sister sara i was doubly disappointed i drank my glass of water and filled two glasses for yasmin and zain we continued to wait there in the waiting area finally victor junior convinced us to go home so we went home without any information about kasra and farhad i hadn't realized how important farhad had become for me 
until he went missing from my life that night the anxiety drove us crazy and we were scared to switch off the lights after dark we stopped our kitchen and were surviving on the bare minimum we went to every police station that we could in our district to see if they had any information on farhad or kasra victor junior came by every day to help us and convince yasmin to open and run the restaurant so that it would help us to distress to survive and to live so that we can continue to search farhad and kasra Victor Jr helped us in our search and probed everyone he knew right from the police to the gang members who would visit his gym to train or who might have heard about such kidnappings we had learned that there were many men especially from the middle eastern countries who went missing that night Six days passed by and another Sunday dawned on us. We had no news of both Kasra or Farhad. Just when we were preparing for our lunch, Kasra walked into the restaurant. He looked pale and weak. And he was coughing uncontrollably yasmin rushed with a blanket to cover him and sat him down on a chair he was in aggravating pain but he had no visible scars i asked him where is farhad where is farhad he responded with a stammer i don't know I was happy to see him but I was missing Farhad. We prepared the food on the table and Yasmin called the doctor while we gave him some first aid and painkillers to relieve him from the suffering. He looked shocked and shaken. Took saving grace we had Kasra with us. and after 6 days we will all having food at the same time it was a small victory kasra could hardly eat he was in pain we put him to bed and soon he went to sleep he must be wanting to sleep as he looked that he was not sleeping well wherever he was he was diagnosed with multiple hairline fractures and internal bleeding he was asked to rest for a minimum of 1 month but at least he was back at home with us he could see his family have food and sleep peacefully 
it took more than a week for him to eat the food properly and drink comfortably but we hadn't stopped the search for farhad i remember it was around midnight of october 2nd when we heard a knock at our doors kasra opened the door to find farhad kneeling in front of the door we all were shocked and happy to see him as he walked in he was trembling his head was shaved he looked exhausted he was terribly thin and he could barely control his balance while he was walking he entered the restaurant and smiled at me i ran to hug him it was the last gram of energy he had that he had preserved after that he just collapsed in my arms we immediately took him to the nearest hospital he was also diagnosed with multiple hairline fractures and internal bleeding we did not ask him any questions i just hugged him and cried we were happy and were very relieved for his return to the family slowly we learned that both were taken by the fbi agents as suspects for the september 911 attack their names and identities made them easy target for interrogation without any evidence both were beaten and abused to seek information about the terrorists i was disgusted to see them suffer for no fault of theirs life had already been harsh to them and to put them through this hell was unjustified that's when i used to talk to god and ask him why why did he made us suffer at the end of the day our family was complete and all that mattered we did not bother about our past we were celebrating our togetherness this experience made everyone stronger and caring towards each other especially victor junior who was with us at every step of this hard journey he was now a family this whole experience made me a better person made me resent the outside world i was not as calm as i was before upset with everything that farhad kasra and our family had to go through i became rude with customers and friends and everyone in our neighborhood victor junior 
noticed my behavior end of chapter our voices is produced by me music by anchor please check it out on our website houseoffoxes.com where you can also download the ebook and find the nearest paperback store sign up for our email newsletter and be notified when new episodes are released please share this with your friends and family thank you and i have a great day